This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. I'm Ben. I'm Ashley. And we have a surprise guest with us in studio today. We also have... Wells Adams. <laughs> hey, Wells Adams. It's like I've never done this before. <laughs> Literally three minutes ago, he was like, eh, I don't think I'm going to be part of the podcast. And then we just like got him some headphones and a mic, and there he is. Well, when you have a talent like Wells Adams in studio with you, we have to use him. So, uh, And we also have oh, a lot thanks. to talk about. Obviously, um, this week there has been a, a lot going on. Um, there was a tragedy that took place uh, in the United States. That we need to talk about because all three of us, Ashley Wells and myself, were in Vegas together uh, for the iHeart uh, Radio Festival um, last weekend, and we we stood at the same spot that this tragedy took place. And Wells was actually working that show all day, and and I know when I heard the news uh, about the shooting, it, it hit deep. Um, not only because personally I said, "Oh, I, I've been there," but but also because I know how excited I was and how freeing it was to be at that festival, to listen to music, to take my mind off of the world, to celebrate with people, to see friends, to hug, to hug the people around me. Right. Um, and, and I just, when I heard this news, I, it was sad because it took that all away. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it worries me that at what events now can we just be free? So I want to hear you guys' thoughts on last weekend um, and kind of your response to the tragedy that took place this week. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at just the scenery and just thinking about how great of a time we all had last week. And it was just like one of those moments together where you're just like, wow, my life is great. I love life. It's we're just having a blast. And now to just look at the same place. And yeah, I guess it's just sort of ruined. I don't think I'm ever going to look at it the same again. And thinking about all the things, how that could have happened last week when we were there, just the same big gathering mm-hmm. what, what how many people were at the iheart festival outside that day like twenty five thousand or something so many yeah so it's like the exact same thing and he just could have chosen to do it last week when these tragedies happen you inevitably put yourself in those positions right like what would i have done what was crazy for us is that we were literally there like when i was watching when i was watching tv this morning i was like that was my vantage point when i was filming all day like that's exactly where we were, which is just terrifying. I don't know, like, this whole thing is, is so sad, and you can't, you can't make any sense of any of it. But, I mean, like, as a guy who's, like, lived in the music industry for so long, you're right. Like, concerts like that are to bring people together, and you can't let fear now ruin that going forward, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be scary to go to big events like that, but I feel like... As Americans, we just need to, like, not stop doing that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you're right. I mean, my, I think the word that's the, the trendy word right now that, that represents um, the culture we're living in and the times we're living in is divisiveness. You keep hearing it, right? Yeah. Who, who's being divisive? Who's not? So a situation like this, our first response is it, it divides or it, us from the joy at which a concert or an entertainment event can bring us. Um, I want to encourage everybody, including myself, because I was talking to my uh, my family this morning, and my mom was like, "How are you ever going to go to an event and feel safe anymore?" Kind of like you just said, and and I think our response as people is we're just not going to let it divide us. Um, I don't know how we do that, uh, but we have to join together and say um, we're going to choose to love, we're going to choose uh, to combat the evil that is out there with good. I just don't know how. I remember after the the Boston. Uh, marathon bombing yeah i remember 
signing up for the uh, Nashville race like the next day because I was like, listen, everyone's going to be scared to go run, but like that can't be the response that we have, you know? Mm-hmm. We need to, like, I don't know, like, I'm going to go to more shows now, you yeah. know? And I think that's the only way you can you can do it. It's, uh, it's a courageous outlook. I, I, we have two people on the line who are a part of our Bachelor family who, who we care about deeply, who call Vegas home. Um, they're at this uh, festival um, for two of the nights, and uh, they know people very close to this tragedy. We want to bring them on. That's Emily and Haley, the twins from Vegas. Um, Emily and Haley, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Hey. Oh, that was really Aww. sweet. <laughs> it was harmonized. <laughs> and everything. <laughs> um, so when were you guys there? So we were there Saturday night, and it's crazy because we were watching Sam Hunt, and it's the exact same area where it's, like, so hard to talk about just thinking about it. The exact same area where we were standing, we were standing on the side of the stage where the gunman had shot from the Mandalay Bay and so we were on the side of the Mandalay Bay so just thinking if he had chosen to shoot on Saturday I mean just it's just terrifying to think about and it just feels so blessed and lucky that Sunday we weren't able to get tickets to go to this concert so I just feel like it was just like a blessing in disguise but my heart I mean honestly Haley and I are just and so like I honestly don't even really have words it's just crazy because all of our friends like Haley and I woke up to like 200 missed texts so many missed calls like just so many people thinking about us and all of our friends making sure all of our friends who went were okay i mean the most terrifying thing ever my friend was actually there last night she had posted an instagram a couple hours before jason aldean took the stage so i texted her i go based on your instagram looks like you got out of there early and she goes yeah i recently saw jason aldean so we decided to leave an hour early i was like what a blessing yeah, I was calling all of my friends there who were there, and the service is just so terrible that you're they're like mm-hmm. you can't get in touch with them. But I was texting with um, my Pilates instructor, and they were actually like hiding. They were ducking down, and she's like, "I'm so scared right now." Like, I had a friend who um, she was there hiding with her friend, and somebody had gotten shot right next to her in the leg. Like, people were like running and like. Like, people's legs are just so cut up from just hopping over fences. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it it was just a nightmare. Yeah, and then we have a friend in the hospital who was grazed by a bullet in his arm. But luckily, he's okay. It's just, like, right now, people, I guess there's, like, a desperate need for blood donations. Not, like, the blood banks are full already in Las Vegas right now, but they need people to come back tomorrow to donate blood. And then over the next few days, because there's 500-plus people in hospitals, waiting to either have surgery or get blood yeah that that brings us to a good place in the podcast i want to take a second here um and kind of communicate to everybody out there how you can help um and and one of those ways uh, as the twin just mentioned is to give blood you can give blood uh in your local community it's it's extremely important but if you would also like to there's a couple places in vegas so if you're in vegas coming up um there's a blood bank in carson city uh in las vegas uh, in Reno, in Sparks, um, in Henderson. So if you're in the Vegas area or the Los Angeles area or any place you are in the United States, please consider giving blood right now because of uh, the injuries um, that occurred, which at this point uh, we, we have a number up over 500. Um, mm-hmm. Blood uh, will be running short, and um, it is our way to give back. So with that, I would like to... Um, just ask everybody to take the time to go to their local blood bank today. Um, Emily and Haley, I have a question. What, I guess, 
I don't know if you've been to the strip or, or, or kind of if you've had time to to get downtown, but what is the overall feel um, of Las Vegas this, this week? Um, absolutely. Like, I think that everybody right now, I mean, the lines are just out the doors at the blood banks. People are out there um, passing out waters. Like, people are just volunteering their time, passing out food. My brother, he's a 911 dispatcher, and luckily he um, he wasn't working last night, but he is going to the first responders, and he's um, giving it food and stuff. So, like, everybody, it's just amazing how and everybody's Uber come together. And Uber is giving free rides to all the blood blood location so if you call an uber you get a free ride to go donate blood and a free ride back home so that's honestly just so amazing people are just excited to help and donate which makes me love las vegas even more just to realize how amazing these people are and how selfless everyone's being and not to mention that i heard stories of people staying behind to help people off Mm -hmm. the floor who had been wounded to help them get out of the venue so it's just honestly yeah amazing to see us come together as you know the state of nevada and just be so supportive of each other and help each other and pick each other up i don't know if you could communicate this um but we were just talking before you came on on uh you know we were at the iheart music festival last weekend in that in that same area and um Mm -hmm. and you guys were at life is beautiful right yeah no but you guys are pretty freaking close to the mandalay bay Mm -hmm. and and i guess for us, right, my first response was, what would I have done? How does this make me feel if I was in this situation? Um, for the two of you, mm-hmm. as you sit, you, as you sat there and you heard the news and, and you're at the, the festival on Saturday night, mm-hmm. personally, how does this affect you? And then how do you bring a community together um, post-tragedy like this? I mean, it's just, it's such a tragic, tragic event. I mean, it's just so scary to even, like, think that we could have been there. But, I mean, like, it's just amazing how um, how everybody's, like, coming together. Um, I have a link in my bio on my Instagram to help donate to the victims. There's still a ton of people awaiting to um, have surgery. Um, so I know a lot of, like, families are out there waiting for their family members to receive surgery so i mean it's crazy there's a ton of people families in the hospitals it's like just going to give food to those people who are just waiting in the waiting room for their um family and friends to um come like you know get surgery and just you know be safe so i mean it's just such a scary situation and i was talking to emily it's like what would we have done like Mm -hmm. i have no idea what i would have done in a situation like that i guess i was just like thinking i'm sorry i was like hearing that it I don't know. I'm not really sure how all this would work, but I hear like the people who had ducked were getting trampled over. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, do you run? Do you duck? Where, like, what do you do? And so I guess like now, like thinking about how lucky we are that we weren't there, we're thinking of if this were to happen in the future, what's the first thing you do? And you would just have to educate yourself and like learn from this and, you know, learn that, you know, you need to be able to find places to hide, to, to take cover. It's just kind of crazy. Like, maybe ducking isn't the best choice. It's honestly just terrifying to think about that, like, it did happen, and that could have been us. And, like, what should we have done? What's the right answer? And I just kind of right. feel like listening to people, they were like, there really was no right answer. That every everywhere you went, everywhere you turned, everywhere you would hide, you still felt like you were going to die. Well, uh- a tragedy like this, unfortunately, in your local area, uh, your role is now different than than ours. You know, I live in Denver and, and Ashley here in, in Los Angeles, Wells in Nashville. Your role in, in Los Angeles or Las Vegas is a little bit close to the situation, but it doesn't mean that people outside of Vegas still can't help, right? Giving blood, preparing for situations like this, um, no matter how tragic, but pre- 
prepare people so the process of recovery is easier it, it is extremely important. So now we all have a role. Um, go to your local bu- blood bank, especially if you're in the Vegas area. Donate, help. Um, even the smallest acts um, can go a long way. Emily and Haley, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, good luck. And uh, we will be, uh, I'd like to say praying for you, but really the, it's action now. You know, Pr- yeah. prayers are great, but it's the action that's taking place mm-hmm. that will help this get better. So take action and lead that charge. Thank you for huh. calling and just spreading the word and helping, you know, people be aware of this. And we really appreciate you guys doing that. No problem. Speaking of uh, taking action, uh, Haley, name of this is Wells, by the way. Um, Hi. Obvious- Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> I miss your faces. Uh, I miss your face. <laughs> um, obviously, like, you guys are, you know, you're there, um, and I assume that you guys are going to host something or put something together where we're going to try to raise money. So just, you have mm-hmm. our phone numbers, obviously. When that stuff happens, let us know. We'll be on the first flight out to help promote and raise money and do whatever we can, you know? That'd be great. Gosh, you, guys you guys are so, so awesome. So Thank amazing. You. We appreciate all your support. You guys are amazing, and... Just the fact that you guys are calling from a different state and just being here for us, that's honestly just so heartwarming. It's amazing. Well, thanks, girls. girls. We appreciate it. Bye, guys. Love thanks you. Thanks for having us. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. So we're going to move in now to one of our sponsors that help this podcast keep going, right? If this podcast doesn't exist, uh, we can't communicate and help uh, spread a message um, of recovery like we just did. So yeah. um, I want to thank Movement Watches uh, for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, Movement Watches was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. The watchmaker's goal is to change the way consumers think about fashion by offering high-quality, minimalist products at revolutionary prices. With over 1 million watches sold to customers around the world, Movement Watches is the world's fastest-growing watch company. I'm not kidding. This company was started by two broke college kids. They wanted to wear stylus watches, but couldn't afford them, so they started their own watch company. Movement watches start at just $95. At a department store, you're looking at a you know, $400 to $500 value. So here's the call to action. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash almostfamous. Okay, that's movement, mvmt.com slash almostfamous. This watch has a really clean design. Seriously, I've been getting compliments ever since I put mine on. I got a black one. Uh, I'm going to be ordering a gray one here soon because it goes with everything I think gray does. I don't know, Ashley. You could tell black me later. Black goes with everything. Oh, whatever. Um, so <laughs> go to mvmt.com slash almostfamous to get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. Join the movement and help keep this podcast going. Well, it's definitely going to be an odd transition, but we here want to make you smile during a rough week like this week. Um, But let's share a funny story from last week in Vegas. Wells, the storyteller (laughs) of us all. What do you? You, what, what? you told some. Um, you told some stories on your podcast. Yeah, did it make my, you mad that I told no, no, that no, no. story? No, no, no. Um, it's plug your podcast. What's yeah. your favorite thing? Uh, yeah, my podcast is with Brandy Cyrus. We it's called Your Favorite Thing Podcast. Where we just talk about our favorite thing. And my favorite thing uh, in the podcast last week was the night that we all went out together. It was I was the only girl. I was like living every girl, every Bachelor Nation fan's fantasy. I you, was with Wells, Peter, and Dean, and I was the only girl. <laughs> yeah, you've never you've never seen someone more like in paradise than <laughs> I shouldn't use the word paradise because that hasn't worked well actually. <laughs> no, I was gonna say it's in much heaven. it was yeah. much better than paradise. It's actual paradise. 
Uh, I, it was just funny to see like the look on your face. Like, was it that obvious? Everything's yes. always written on my face. Yeah, you have a terrible poker face. I know. In Vegas, especially. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you like at the Gordon Ramsay dinner, like you wedged between Peter and Dean. No, I didn't. I, what are you talking about? I sound you, like you are lying for the sake of good radio. No, 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 no. no. He I, I would me, agree with Wells. Wait, wait, wait. He taught me his radio tricks because I was mm-hmm. listening to his podcast this weekend and like texting him while I was doing it. I was like, wait a second. What I, did I say to you? You said that I went to go change my shoes. Yeah, but you think you I, I probably went to like go get a fart bubble out. That's that's oh. what I said. I, <laughs> I feel like, like he was a little nicer with the shoes. Yeah. Okay, well, I got to hear this story. Please continue. Okay, yeah, so you didn't, you didn't come out with it. You I were know. feeling sick that night. I was sick, yeah. yeah. So, um... So poor Peter, I think, has been living in this like sheltered little like pre being the bachelor bubble where he, he I think he's just like, I don't want to go out and like probably make stupid decisions or like get caught in a precarious situation. So he's not and he's also living in like Wisconsin, which I imagine isn't like the party capital of the world. <laughs> so that night he was like, I want to go out. I want to go to a club. So uh, we were like, yes, let's let's do this. And so it was it was me, uh, Dean, Peter, and we were like, well, who wants to go? And Ashley's like, well, I want to I wanna go. I did not do it like that. We were all just going to go. Oh, no, he's exaggerating for the sake of good of a good story yeah, right it's a now. good story, so keep going. <laughs> Never let the truth get in the way of a good story, That's Ashley. That's what he says. I'm going to learn this. So, uh, Ash, so we were like, okay, let's go to a club. And Ashley was like, I have to go up to to my room and i said on my podcast that you changed your shoes but i'm pretty sure you went to go do do's i don't know actually did not (laughs) but it was because i left my suitcase in becca's room and becca decided to stay in so i was like Mm -hmm. well i gotta go transfer my suitcase from her room to my room i like the story of you going i know know, it's far more interesting we know what is going on (laughs) uh you got yeah so so we ended up going we wanted to go to a club um and so we went to like the first one that we could find and you know there's like long lines Mm -hmm. you gotta pay to get in and we didn't have like someone like coming and like whisking us into VIP, you know. And so I was like, "Well, let's just pay." And Peter was like, "No, no, no, I got this." <laughs> so he went up to the bouncer, first yeah. bouncer. I felt very awkward. Yeah, like this. I, I have a hard time with this stuff yeah, too. But yeah. so that I was like, "Okay, do it." So he went up to the bouncer, and this is Peter, like the guy that was supposed to be the bouncer, right? And he's like, uh, "Hey, listen, buddy, um, I'm here with, uh, I'm here with Dean." Unglert, however you say his name, <laughs> and Wells Adams, and Ashley Iconetti from Bachelor in Paradise. We kind of want to get in. And the bouncer's like, I've never heard of these people. Uh, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Good reality check for everyone out there. And the head sink. By the way, like uh, I think like big bouncers aren't like our like our Demo. Target demo on the Bachelorette. No. That's right. So we did. So so <laughs> so that happened. And then we we're like, well, let's go to another one. So we he went and tried to do it again. Same exactly. Like oh, three or four no. times. We're like, like we think we're so cool. And oh, then it was yeah. like three clubs in. We're like, this is not looking good. <laughs> so finally, I'm like, screw it. I'm gonna pay for us to get in. Oh no. So I was yeah. like, I was because we someone like on the strip was like, you want to go to this club? Here's a card. So yeah. I was like, well, here's a we're going this place. So we show up. And I hand him the card. Card doesn't do anything, by the Did way. Did not do anything. I <laughs> thought it gave us like ten dollars off. Maybe I don't know. Okay. So I paid to get in the club. All for all of us. For all of you guys. So very generous. And yeah. I was gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna stay for ten minutes because like I once it hits like yeah. one thirty. Right. Yeah. Okay. I ended right. up having a good time when I got in there. But the first couple of seconds, we walk in there. There's no place to sit. <clears throat> We're at like a very crowded. Yeah. Bar. 
And I'm like, God, you, uh, this is not going to happen. And then this guy comes. It happened. It did. It a finally- guy came up to Wells. He was just like one of the, like, the managers. He's a manager, yeah. And he's like, hey, big fan, dude. Uh, do you guys need a table? Well, and then they walked us over to this gigantic booth just for the four of us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am living the effing life. Yeah. Well, so uh, the, the same thing happens to me now every club or bar I go to. They're like, hey, do you want to go back and bartend? And I'm like, no, I don't, don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a good bartender, I promise you. I just want to hang out. Uh, well, you know, the closest up, I, I do have some videos on my phone that hopefully will go public soon of Ashley just giving googly eyes to Peter and Dean and mm-hmm. Wells the whole really week. You guys are really exaggerating. I was way cooler than you're making it seem. Like, no, you're I was cool. on my good behavior. Uh, I didn't cry. I didn't get emo over anyone. It's true. No, just but got th- very... Very into uh, just, a few of the people there. I'm just cool. Man. You are cool. You're very <laughs> cool, actually. Uh, you know who else is cool? Our caller on the line. We have our favorite segment. Who the heck are you? <laughs> there you go. Erica, who the Hi heck guys. are you? Hey. Hey, hey Erica you Rose. <laughs> Erica, give cool us a little down. background on who you are, whose season you're from, and uh, what's new in your life. Okay. Well, I was on um, originally... Season nine, which I can't believe was like originally almost 11 years ago. Pardon? Originally? Yeah, I mean, it was literally 11 years ago. Whoa, um, I only remember you from what was your second season? I mean, like, so I was on Prince Lorenzo Borghese's season. Okay. And then did um, a show on VH1 called Your Cut Off. And then Bachelor Pad 2 and 3, which, as you all know, before Paradise, there was Bachelor Pad. You were also, weren't you like a like a, a kissing guru on uh, yes, Love at First on, Kiss? Um, love at first oh, kiss. my yeah. God, yes! Way to dig <laughs> yeah. out some good dirt, Wells. <laughs> oh, Wait, my well, how gosh, do you become how a kissing... awkward was that? Well, actually, so you all know um, Bennett, obviously, one of the yeah. pr- producers, was doing... Um, that show, yeah. you know, and he was in charge of it, and he called me the night before, and I was living in L.A. at the time, and he's like, I need your help, because on Bachelor Pad, we had a kissing competition, and I didn't even win, actually. My friend Ella won, but he's like, I know you're, you know, we're pretty good at kissing based on that kissing competition, and they literally spent, like, hours trying to find an actual kissing coach, and there wasn't one, so he's like, I feel like you would be really good at it. Um, would you be willing to, though, actually show the guy how to kiss? And I was like, yeah, you know, I guess so. <laughs> so the, that's kind of how it happened. It was I, the guy that never kissed anyone before. Oh, my God, that's mm-hmm. right. He was so awkward. And he was that really was bad at it when he tried, yeah. right? Yeah, but then I, like, ended up really helping him, and he's been, like, so grateful about it and, like, so reaches out to me and thanks me Aww. and everything. So it made me feel really happy in the end. That's a very important lesson to teach someone. You could, like, mm-hmm. actually make a career out of it, but now you're engaged, <laughs> right, with babies? Yes. Now I'm engaged. My daughter just turned one. Um, so it's been, like, a really, you know, a funny, a fun year, a challenging year. You know what I mean. I had it. I broke up with her dad, oh. so that was really hard. And I moved back to Houston. You know, and so that was a transition. And so I'm just happy, you know, that everything's going well now in my life because it was a path to get there. So the guy that you went to Jane Tanner's wedding with, that's mm-hmm. that's your daughter's yeah. father. That's Colin's father, Galen. And we really both tried our best to make things work, honestly. We both really did. And it's just like at the end of the day, we really weren't compatible, unfortunately. 
but sometimes that's just how it is. We made a beautiful baby. Neither of us would ever take that back, you know, and we just have to focus on being good parents. So how did you meet your, uh, your fiance, Charles? So Charles and I actually met back in high school. The first time we met was at Junior Palm, and we found a picture of it, which is so funny. And neither of us look our best in the picture, and we're like, no wonder we didn't date in high school. But he was actually my best friend Brittany's date. And the guy I went with, she ended up dating after that. So it's just really funny. And now she's happily married with a child, you know. And she was the one that um, he and I had matched on Bumble. But aside from that, Brittany told me he was interested. And I was like, really? Because I ran into him at one of my mom's charity events, and I couldn't really tell, you know. And I was like, okay, you know. But I asked him, I was like, I won't go out with you if you're secretly still in love with Brittany. And he's like, I'm not still in love with her. That was so long ago. So I agreed to give him a chance. That is so cool. I love stories where you guys knew each other way back when mm-hmm. and then reconnect. It's too, Yeah, it's, it's really cool. weird to think about, you know, that someone could have been in your life this whole time, but, like, not, like, a huge part of your life, just someone kind of, like, in the background, you know? Yeah. I like to think that, too. It seems, like, <laughs> less daunting of a search to be like, oh, you know him. Mm-hmm. You know, I always thought I would yeah, figure out which one. No, like a mysterious person, and then it's weird. Like we would have never imagined it was each other. You know. So to move in uh, to the one thing that we're all uh, uh, experts on, mm-hmm. the, we got a transition here. Um, you yeah. found your love, which right. we got to celebrate and be excited for. We have a new bachelor who is currently searching for his love, and that's I Ari. Know. He also, I think, is a self-proclaimed, or um, his girlfriend's proclaim him as a kissing expert. I know. Um, so and I, I, w- I never got to know that from experience, but <laughs> yeah. um, he and I did a bachelor edition of Wife Out together a few years ago when they did that, and I thought he was really cute, but he ended up... Um, going home with or whatever someone else and she said the same thing i'm not going to call her out but she said that he was a good kisser yes anyone i know that's had experience with him you know says that he is one of the best kissers and good at other things too oh good old ari um, yeah okay eric you, you got to fill me in a little bit here um how because this is going to be a huge storyline in, in this in ari season how do you become a good kisser? Like, what defines a good kisser? I, I heard somebody say that Ari was very, like, intense and kind of, like, sucked that the face me. in. That was me. Yeah, the, said, sucking the face in has never been something no. I think I would appreciate. No, 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 no. It's not sucking yeah, the face yeah, in. Actually, he, like, uses a lot of lip. Yeah, yeah. And he uses a lot of hand on the jaw. Yeah, hand the yes. jaw, behind the yeah. neck. Yeah. Yeah. I told my, I guess, client or whatever on Love at First Kiss, and I learned that from Ella on my season of Bachelor Pad. She was the one that won the kissing competition. So before I had to go and coach him, I literally found it on YouTube and watched Ella's advice. And that was one of her advice. And then also it was change it up. Like, don't just, like, stick the tongue in the whole time and keep it there because that's, like, too much. Like You don't just leave it in in, there? Just let it it flop in there? Yeah, because you don't want to be, like, overly aggressive. Mm. But at the same time, if you don't use any tongue, then I feel like, you know... I don't know. It's just not as good. I guess it could get a little boring. Uh, Wells, you're a pretty good expert at kissing. Am I? Yeah. Well, we all know that I have just talked about Wells' kissing skills over and over again on my podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. always praise you on this. Oh, my God. You are so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is but you weird. also, you also, and I'm going to call you out here, yeah. I think maybe the only non-bachelor, you may have the highest tally of kissing girls 
for a non-bachelor. I've yeah. like counted, and I think it's like eight or nine. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Why well, you there's... put me on blast yeah. right now? There's... Hey, well, thanks for coming in today. <laughs> Whoa, so we really appreciate all right. it. Is... You guys have been great. <laughs> there's one that I'm not. I have not, not confirmed yet, so I say it's it's eight. Which is, a, which is a lot, but that's, you know, a testament to who you are as a very sexy, good kisser man. Um, hold on. I want to... <laughs> Thanks. Uh, here's my question. Everyone's got, like, a go-to kissing move. What is everyone's, like, one thing that they do? Um, after a little bit, I guess I like to, like, go to the ear. Yep. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it only look? <laughs> are you only lobe, or do you like get up in there? I mean, you start with the lobe, and then you get and up then in there. You kind of see the reaction, yeah. and then do you like breathe heavy into the ear I don't as know. well? Is that cute? Is that sexy? The two thumbs up over okay, here. Well, okay, well, I'll incorporate that next time. Ben, what's yours? Um, I, I guess I'm a big hand behind the head. Yeah, and and honestly, at, at the kind of the very, I, I I do like to bite the lip. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, a little bit, bite? a little, bite. Not a bite little, hard, a just a little chew. bit, just like, yeah. just like, hey, I've been there. Yeah, you know? <laughs> this I wanna, is mine. I, now. Yeah, <laughs> I, want, I want you to know. I want you to feel this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good move. Eric, what's yours? Wait, what's yours, Wells? Um, mine's probably like touching the face, and then possibly like their leg, just depending. Ooh. You know, Ooh. we're talking about kissing here. Whoa, we're talking about the face. <laughs> and by the way, I don't like my face touch. So if I like, you don't like Some your face don't touch. Like no, I'd probably back away a little bit. Yeah, but not because of the kissing. I just ask out. that we. We kiss and not don't touch them. Yeah, I'm, I'm just the oils. I worry about breaking out too. I don't like it when people touch my face, but in an intimate way, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Wells, what's your trick? Well, I you kissed me. I should, you, yeah. Do I don't know. My case, okay, so I, I I'm a I'm a I'm a bottom lip. I don't not a biter, sucker. Oh. You know. Okay. The I second like how do you do that? You just suck on the bottom lip a little yeah, bit. Yeah. See, pull that's it out. that's why I like I like that he's sucky. <laughs> Oh what are you really saying lip. here? All right, no. we got to get off this conversation because no, it's so riveting. Get, get, get so excited over here. <laughs> um, let's get back to Bachelor. So, for all of you teenagers out there that listen to the show, we just gave you a nice four-minute segment on how to make your kissing life better. You can thank the Almost Famous podcast later. Make sure to tag us in all of your tweets. Erica, here's the deal. How is Ari going to do as a Bachelor? I think he's going to be really good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us that have known him have thought he should be the Bachelor for like a while now. And I don't think he's, like, you know, he's 35. Like, that's the perfect age. I genuinely believe he's ready to settle down, um, knowing him, you know, personally and knowing that he's been in a serious relationship. And I feel like he's at a point in his career, too, where he's not, like, you know, running around, like, doing races all the time where he really could find the right person. Plus, I just think he's so cute. He's going to be really engaging. He's genuine. Women really do go crazy over him. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see what type of girls are on his season too, you know, because it's been so different every season recently. That's what I was just going to ask you. So do you like the way that we're doing a throwback season? And um, yeah, what do you think about, do. what do you think about the current cast and how it's evolved since you've been watching, you've been oh watching gosh, this, so this series? Um, like I personally didn't watch that much of The Bachelorette, even though I loved Rachel, I just didn't like a lot of her guys, honestly. But I watched Paradise, and I've watched every season of Paradise. Um, but it was just funny to me. I'm like, if you compare this cast to, like, you know, Bachelor Pad season two or three, it, it's just so different, you know? And the show's changed so much. Like, things that we all can talk about now, like sex or just anything, like, they would not let us talk about back then. Like, they were very into being, like, super wholesome. It was, like, ABC, you know? Um, and so I think it's, I guess it's had to evolve with time. But I think that... 
maybe this season will be like a good combination of like the past and the present in its own way. I want to I want to ask you a question, Erica, because I feel like you mm-hmm. you were on the show before social media kind of yeah, changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think people go on the show now purely to like sell diff eyewear? Do yeah, I think so. I mean, when we first did The Bachelor, it was 2006. Facebook was the only social media, and we had to like deactivate our Facebook, you know, even just to go film. And my friends were like, "Where are you? Like, what's wrong?" But like, there was no—you don't promote anything on Facebook, or at least back then you didn't, you know. And so there was people really like the girls on my season. I will tell you, like, were there like genuinely for this like fairy tale experience. The guy was a prince. Um, <laughs> some of them admitted they were there for like a cool free trip to Rome, mm-hmm. but no one was really there to be famous. I mean, that was like not really on anyone's mind. Honestly, people really wanted to like get married. They thought that was exciting. You know, back then there was like Us Weekly and People Magazine, mm-hmm. but you really couldn't make money off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just think that, you know, things are so different now. Like, I know so many girls, when I lived in L.A., that would tell me they wanted to be on the show just to, like, help their careers. And, like, you know, I guess I don't blame people, but at the same time, it's hard. It must be hard for casting, you know, to find the right people. It's interesting because even this has been, um, when I was on The Bachelorette, which was on Caitlyn's season um, Mm -hmm. three years ago, we started that season without the idea of social media. Um, oh, really? It kind of it kind of catapulted really between the time that I, on the Bachelorette and the Bachelors when Instagram and and the Twitters of the world became really popular. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those guys that are on my season still don't have that big following um, yeah. because it didn't exist. Exactly. And on our intention, I mean, we had a blast, right? You you said mm-hmm. it right. Some people went to just have a good experience, which I think is really probably the reason to do it. And then if you fall in yeah. love, great. Um, mm-hmm. But I never ever remember a conversation existing during during my during my time on the Bachelorette with any of the guys thinking, oh, after this, I'm going to promote this yeah. and have this. That wasn't even a conversation. I know. Same here. So it's just like really fun. You know, it's just so different now. It what? was for well season though. <laughs> How <laughs> many guys during your season were like, oh, if I don't end up with her, at least I'm going to make money off Instagram. I never heard. Of, of I never guys. heard what a. I never heard of a social influencer before. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, yeah. Like everyone was like, that's my but job now. I'm moving to LA and take pictures. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, but hold on. Like so now you watch because I think I think it happens to all of us. We get mm-hmm. jaded. Yeah. We think that our season was the best or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start watching the show, and you're like, God, I hate these people. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, there's been other seasons. I liked JoJo's season. Good. That's what um, I was on. I did also like Caitlyn's season. Um, um, then I liked your season, too, honestly. Um, oh, I you. have Being only honest. met Nick a few times, so I think I expected more from him as The Bachelor. Because I met him only, like, once in real life, but... I thought, I don't know, I just, I feel like they didn't have the right girls there for him. I think that was the problem, but I was disappointed by that season, and then same with Rachel's season. That's just how I felt recently. How do you feel about, like, those new guys from Rachel's season, just as a whole? I wouldn't have, like, when I watched Paradise, I was like, I wouldn't have been into any of these guys. Oh, my God. Like, I had met Ben Z, you know, in the past, and he had, like, such a great personality. So I was like, why are they making him, like, only talk about his dog? Because like, <laughs> he did know. talk about his dog a lot. <laughs> and no one really liked him. And I'm like, to me, he was, like, one of the best and the cutest guys there. So I thought that was funny. I No, yeah. I, I remember sitting by in the bar asking all the girls, who's the hottest <laughs> guy here? And they yeah. were like you, no. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> why unfortunately? Because you were undateable. Uh, okay. 
Um, I don't know, Love. I thought you were going to be The Bachelor. I literally bet Charles about it. I lost that bet. Oh, I'm um, sorry to disappoint. I was, like, positive about it. Yeah, I didn't happen. But maybe next You're time. You're definitely runner-up. No. Uh, yeah, we always a bridesmaid, never future. a bride. Same here, same here. <laughs> but but, uh, but I remember asking everybody, and literally everyone said, Benzie's the best looking guy here. No, yeah. Dean, yes. was 1, 000, sure. Dean is 1,000. We know 1, how you feel about yeah. Dean. Uh, he is a beautiful man. I will I yeah. will be the first to admit that Dean. I would have dated, I would have dated Dean in Paradise yeah. in a second. God, like, <laughs> he bats those big blue eyes at you, yeah. and you're just like, well, all right. But he doesn't wash his hands. It still creeps me out. Um, yeah. Erica, uh, we really. Oh, my God. So sorry, we have to tell the audience this. What? Okay, so when we were in Vegas, people were like, okay, people were like, no, well said. Would you rather lick a poker chip that's been played with all day long yeah. or put mm-hmm. Dean's unwashed finger in your mouth? He and doesn't I- he doesn't take he doesn't wash his hands after doo-doos. Yeah, I know. So Let's then, just say it. Yeah, That's weird. So that's I was weird. like, of course. I was like, I'm going to put Dean's finger in my mouth. And then you were like, and, that's, and you were like, the only reason that anybody would choose that is because of his face. Yeah. And that's wrong. No, it's 100% right. If it was just, uh, I don't know, if it was any other guy. Dean put his finger in my mouth one time. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were at Starbucks, and he was just being funny and, like, did that. You know how people stick their finger in your mouth and they go, like, oh, or whatever. Yeah, well, now you're patient zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't had a sal- solid b- bowel movement since. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so Erica, we're learning a ton from you today, from kissing to your recent engagement, which we're so happy about. Thank um, you. Thank you for coming on the Almost Famous podcast. Uh, Ashley Wells and I appreciate Thanks you. For having me. Hey, good luck uh, coming up. Yeah, you're awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. So uh, Erica has a a big day coming up. Um, As she plans for that big day, she's going to be using a registry that we appreciate. And I hope, and I will point her, her, because she'll be listening, to Zola. Ashley, tell Erica and all of our beautiful listeners out there about Zola. Zola is a wedding registry that will do anything for love. Couples can register for the brands that they actually want on an easy-to-use platform with the ability to personalize everything from notes to photos that just feels like them. Zola is a one-stop registry where you can get sheets, a wine subscription, honeymoon funds, all that good stuff. And they work with 450-plus brands so that the happy couple can find whatever they want Anything like KitchenAid, SoulCycle, Ralph Lauren, basically like anything you can think of that you want to be gifted, this site has. They also have it set up so that couples can have the gifts shipped to them now, later, or exchange them. They can have multiple guests contribute to bigger ticket items like a honeymoon. And you can export a list of your gifts and senders so that you can do your thank you cards. And your thank you cards are so much easier because you have like a database of your gifters. So what you got to do if you are an engaged couple or you know anyone who is engaged and looking for the perfect wedding registry, they're going to have to head to Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash almost famous for details. That is Zola slash almost famous. And they will receive $50 when they register under almost famous, almost famous. How cool is that? Hey, everybody, this is our last segment with Wells Adams. He uh, has been a special guest. Thank you for coming in today, Wells. We want to talk real quick. Um, All of us are in Los Angeles because I just participated in one of the most fun shows I have ever been a part of 
and that was Lip Sync Battle this week. So I was on Lip Sync Battle this week. Ashley and Wells were there to watch. Um, we're there for mo- emotional and moral support. Was that it? Because yes. I needed a lot of it. I sold myself to this show. I want <laughs> when this show comes out. I think it's gonna be in February. Yeah. Um, people better be ready to see some things happening. Yeah. Um, that I don't know if I want to watch back. Oh. Well, as oh. a as a man who was in the stands watching it, it was truly a beautiful sight to behold. <laughs> I still had eyeliner on my eyes this morning. I think you should have kept it on. There's nothing I like more than guyliner. Really? Oh, yeah. Wells, you look damn good in it. I don't know. But anyways, uh, (laughs) last night was so amazing seeing you perform. Like, seriously. Was it it fun? I absolutely lost my mind. And then I also got to stand next to Chrissy Teigen, which is pretty great. (laughs) I became friends with Chrissy Teigen. Did you? I'm just going to one-up you there. Did you get her digits? (laughs) No. Oh. Yes, she did. did Yes, she (laughs) did. did. You told us that. (laughs) You literally walked in this morning and you're like, I got Chrissy Teigen's digits. I'm like, my new best friend. Because we both have bunions. That's why she gave me her number. Why? Because we both have bunions. I remember we had a a Vegas conversation about bunions. Oh, my God, we did. So my sister is convinced (laughs) that guys don't like me. They like me for a little bit. And then they see my bunions. And then they're like, oh, never mind. And she was like, Ashley, Wells and Jared just saw your bunions. And then it was (laughs) bye from there. Oh no! So Chrissy, that's not true, right, Wells? <laughs> no, not at all. I think it was when she told me that no, Hanson was her favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I told Wells last night that I'm really thankful that I told him that and that it was aired because Isaac Hanson DM'd me on Twitter this week. He was like, "Hey Ashley, what show are you coming to? Like, can I get you tickets and passes?" I'm like, "What is what is my life?" Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to you yesterday. What's so awesome is that like when you dance and you do the the creepy higgy and I Instagram story it, I get so many comments that are like, I'm so glad that you're showing this other side of Ben and that he's just like kind of free. Um, because when you were on The Bachelor, he was like more stiff, but now he's just showing his fun side. And I'm glad that everybody's starting to learn that about you. I guess I am too. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Is That show really allowed me, I think, last night or just um, to loosen up, to be free. The Bachelor's a weird experience, and, and we're going to talk to somebody here coming up um, who actually found love on The Bachelor. Uh, but The Bachelor's hard because you are pursuing a long t- lifetime partner, like a long time. And being The Bachelor's stressful, and I think I took it very serious uh, because it felt very serious to me. As you should. Yeah. yeah. But now yeah. coming off of it, it's like I, I do, in a, in a way, wish I had more fun, laughed a little bit more, lo- loosened up a little bit. I just couldn't. I really, I mean, I just, I literally could never get in a, a space in that show where I felt comfortable just being. Me and yeah. I guess it took um, some LL Cool J. LL Cool J to bring that out of me. Um, Wells, thank you so much yeah. for coming into town. Thank you for your support last night. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. Wells Adams, everybody. Wait, I'm not done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you guys, I've had like the best two weekends with you guys. It's just I love you so much. Last night was just another night where I was just like, my life is awesome. Like we have such a good time yeah, together. Really. So good. It's good crew. I we have. We have the greatest friends. It's really great. We we've had a blast, and it's been it's been real fun. It's not bachelor fun. It's not. Yeah. It's not this. I mean, obviously, we're doing things that are pretty cool and come from being on the show. But it's just like good memories that that are friendship memories yeah. and not fake. And, and I think that's the best part about the last couple weekends. Yeah. Uh, Peter sent a text out to our group oh. after the the Vegas tragedy last night and just said, "Hey, I want to let you guys all know last weekend was a great memory for me. Um, it was amazing to be with all of you." And, and I love you guys. And he ended it with, I love you guys. And that I think that's coming from a place where, where it's genuine and legitimate and authentic. It's just saying, hey, like, 
we've experienced some awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that in, in, in the face of a, of a terrible tragedy um, because we're becoming real solid friends. And yeah. last night, your support there was incredible. So thank you for your support. Um, and Wells, thanks for coming on the Most Famous Podcast. We appreciate thanks you. Thanks for having thanks, me, guys. Thanks, Wells. You I really you. enhanced the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the guest that has found love on the Bachelor franchise, uh, one of our favorite people from the Bachelor franchise, is now on the line. We got Carly Waddell, who is no longer Carly Waddell. She is Carly Bass. Carly oh, Bass, are you out there? I haven't changed my name yet, but I will, I will change my name. Wait, what's that? Oh, please, you, please. You haven't changed it yet. <laughs> no, but I'm going to. I'm just like, the thought of doing it, it's like a lot of paperwork. <laughs> oh, really? You're already in my phone as Carly Bass, and it makes me smile. Well, I think, like, the world should know me as that. I'll just legally do it, like, before I have this baby come out of me. <laughs> okay, well, let's start with that. I was going to start with your soccer story, but I feel like we should talk about the baby. How has your first, you know, you're, you're in your second trimester, well into it now. I'm halfway. You're halfway there? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Holy moly. Is the moly. bump showing? You know, not really. Every single time I see people, they're like, oh, my gosh, you're not showing at all. But I feel like I'm showing... But I, mean, I don't think I really am. So what point, I mean, this is this is something I need to learn. At what point in pregnancy do people start to show? I think it's, well, I think it depends on your body. And it depends on if you've had a baby before, you show earlier the second go around. But obviously I haven't. So I'm 20 weeks right now. And I'm like just starting to show, but it also kind of looks like I just drank a lot of beer last. Week. <laughs> well, now's the time. I guess now's not the time not to do that. So you're making yeah, up for it by having a little baby I'm not in your stomach. Doing that. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to be a mother? Um, I mean, yeah, I kind of already am. So well, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. So tell us about that. How yeah. is that transition? It's it's nuts. Like boys are a lot, <laughs> but it's also really fun. Evan and I, like, didn't, you know, live together with the boys before uh, we got married. So now we're all kind of figuring out how to live together, which is, like, a wild and crazy experience. Where mostly I'm like, the dishes don't get clean when they're sitting in the sink, guys. They get clean in the dishwasher. <laughs> so a lot oh, of me saying yes. that. <laughs> but then a lot of, like, also just fun and laughter and it's it's great. So Evan brought how I mean so tell us a little bit about the situation, the family dynamic here. Evan has had how many kids uh, he previous has to you? Three kids. Oh. So he has three boys. So you're gonna have a four person household. But this is a girl. <laughs> but this is a girl. So I yes. need to know how good of a father you think Evan's gonna be for a girl, because I literally think he was born to be a father of a girl. Oh my gosh, I know he he like every single time. Even, like, last night, like, the baby moves around, like, a lot at night when I lay down. And so last night I was like, hey, put your hand. Like, she's moving a lot. And every single time he puts his hand on my stomach, she moves more, which I think is, like, wild. Like, she loves him already. But he, like, teared up. And he's like, I'm so excited. Like, he can't wait. He went out and, like, bought this little thing that said, like, daddy's little girl already. And he's just, like, over the moon. What a little mushball he is. I No, he totally is. He's, like, way more sensitive and way more mushy than me. Mm-hmm. So I know that he's he thinks he's going to be the disciplinarian, and I know he's just going to be like, you can have whatever you want, just like I am with my dog. Like, I know what he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how are the brothers going to be? Oh, my gosh. They're so excited. 
they're really good with little kids. Like, especially the middle child, Liam, is, like, he loves babies just like Evan does. And so every single time we're around a baby, he's, like, going over and playing with it and holding it and loving on it. And they're just going to be – they're going to be the best. I, I got to ask you because, I mean, I don't – I think your situation is such a beautiful story. I mean, it, it is such an amazing story from from start to finish. How you met, you met on this show, but <laughs> a I, weird. It, it is a little weird. But it is it's really cool that that um, life can work its way out this way. I I need to know though the transition um, to having children, to bringing yeah. kids into your life, to being a mother. Right, you you are kind of a. You you know you are telling the boys now. It sounds like hey, pick up your your, your dirty clothes, wash the dishes. Right. Um, right. How has that been for you personally, and and for you and Evan as a couple? Um, yeah, I feel like we. I kind of didn't know my role coming in, and so I think we're kind of trying to figure out like what my role is. Like mostly, I go to Evan, and I'm like, "Can you, can you tell them to clean up, or can you tell them to do this?" And now I'm kind of transitioning to be like, "Okay, guys, like we know each other very well now. It's time to take your trash out of the car." But, I mean, it's, it's been interesting. It's been kind of a whirlwind. Like, I've, I at first just kind of felt like um, like I didn't really know my place. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we moved into a new place altogether. It's new for everybody. I think that kind of helps because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's new for everybody. And no one really knows their place in this new house. So we're just kind of figuring it out all together, which I think is really important. But, I mean, it's been a whirlwind. It's been – we've had hard times. We've had fantastic times. Sure. I think the thing is we just kind of hold hands as a family and just get through it. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, I mean, is, that's it. I, I have zero doubt that it would be difficult. Um, but difficulty isn't always bad. Right. And it brings us all way closer, too. Hey, Carly. Um, so, Jade just had a baby. Uh, I think she's oh going to be gosh. six weeks on Thursday. Also, is that the most beautiful baby you've ever seen? Like, what? I mean... Of course Jade and Tanner would have a beautiful baby. Look at them. They're they're just beautiful people. When I... like Ann Gettys. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw the baby for the first time, I, of course, started crying. And I'm like, I'm not... I'm going to be obsessed with my own child. And I want my own children. And... (laughs) But, like, I don't really get, like, the goo-goo-gaga over kids. I get that way about dogs. Um, oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then when I saw Jade and Tanner's baby and heard that they had it, like, I just started crying. And I feel so attached to this child as I will feel as, as yours because, you know, I saw you guys me. I saw you guys get engaged. I was there when you got married. And now with the, had the baby. And um, it was funny because with Jade and Tanner, all of us were actually on vacation together when they conceived. Which so cool, so cool. So, has Jade given you any advice for like childbirth or just getting through this pregnancy and how it is to have an infant? Well, like you know, Jade did it completely naturally. She's a like, freak. She's, she's a That's freak. No she's a Wonder Woman. Like I'm going in and getting all the drugs that they could possibly give me. <laughs> like, I was like, Jade, you're a Wonder Woman. You're the bravest person I know. Like I'm going to do the opposite of what you did because I'm terrified. Like, Jade was so calm, even going into, like, the idea of having a baby. She loved the idea of that. I've always been, like, terrified of, like, it coming out of me. me. Oh, me too. (laughs) I don't know what about that would terrify you. (laughs) We were at Jade's baby shower, and we were talking about the horror of giving birth. And 
gay. Carly was sitting across from me with a very suspicious face, and I'm like, okay. Mm, <laughs> Something's you happening. Jerk. Then I looked down you at her out. drink, and there was just water in it. And I really I pissed her off by calling it out. You called it out? Yeah. Ashley. Yeah, in front of everybody. Well, Ashley. She was like, Carly, no, her and Lauren were yeah. like, hey, Carly, if you pound the champagne in front of you, then we won't tell everybody that you're <laughs> pregnant. And I was like, Ashley, I that's hate terrible. you so much right yeah. now. <laughs> that is absolutely terrible. <laughs> she came out with it like three weeks later. I mean, I'm over it now, but I was, I, I was like, I was, it was, I didn't feel good that day at all. Like yeah. it was, took everything in me to even get through the day. Ugh. And then I was like, and I'm also mating in a murder, Ashley, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> you smiled through the anger. <laughs> As you do. Well, I think Ashley just feels very close to the situation because she has seen, I mean, that's a cool part about paradise. Uh, you get an up close and, and front row view at a love story, and you're one of oh, the totally. most beautiful love stories that yeah. any of us have have watched in the show. We're we're excited to see this family dynamic come together. I think that's an exciting thing for us to see. It's 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 interesting to me as I thought about your relationship with Evan coming into the show today. Is that in, the, the dynamic that now you're a mother of um, three, soon to be four? So my question is, are you? Are you like a real life soccer mom now? I mean, are you bringing kids mm-hmm. around? Are you are you running them? Are you a full time mother? I mean, I so I bought a soccer mom car. <laughs> Perfect, good start. When, What's that? When we got together, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get a soccer mom car because I know, like, I know I'm gonna need it eventually. Which that has become our family vehicle. I have a Nissan Rogue now, and I'm a full on soccer mom. That is but, a soccer I mom. Mean, a Nissan Rogue. So easy to drive. I, I do too. But uh, I'm, you know, Evan still does the bulk of the picking up and the dropping off, especially since I've been sick. Like, I was very sick throughout my pregnancy so far. But, I mean, you know, if Evan can't pick somebody up, I'm there to pick him up. You know, if Evan has meetings all the time, and, like, one of the kids doesn't have school on Mondays ever. So, like, I'll hang out with him on the, you know, on Monday. But, I mean, the kids, like, if, I show up at school. They also expect to see me at school. It's either, you know, either or. It's awesome. It's not like, what's Carly doing here? It's always like, oh, okay, hey, Carly. Yeah, I mean, that's you know? great. And, I mean, it is. It's, yeah. it's this awesome family that you guys are forming. Um, we heard you have a really interesting story about a soccer referee. Can you can you tell us about it? Oh, my gosh. So, the kids, two of the kids are, like, super into soccer, and it's their first year playing club um, travel soccer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's even new for Evan. It's new for, like, two of the boys. And these parents are just, like, oh, my God. They're so into it. Like, their life revolves around soccer. Like, they don't even make plans on the weekend because they'll just throw soccer games in the mix. And we're like, oh, okay, now we can't go out of town because we have two soccer games. And if you miss soccer games, they get so mad. So yesterday – we're at this game and it's like the championship. There's like five different tournaments, it's like a championship. And one of the kids who is the like team captain mom's son and this other kid getting some like, I don't know, but there's like a foul on the field. So the ref, who I think is probably 18 years old and these kids are 12 that are, <laughs> gives this kid a red card, which apparently is something you never ever do in club soccer with 12 year olds it's like what's happening here and the parents were like on fire i've never seen like the, there was one guy that was screaming you're such a loser!" <laughs> and 
and this mom was screaming like, there's no red cards allowed in this. This is like children's soccer. And so I guess what happened was one kid ran into the other kid and the ref called a foul on him. And then the kid like cussed out the ref. Oh. And so then he pulled a red card, but we didn't know that. We just heard all these parents screaming. And so finally we find out that this kid is like cussed these people out or this ref out. And the mom of this kid is like, I don't even know where he learned to do something like that. He's just using colorful adjectives. <laughs> and we're like, I'm like, oh my gosh, he learned from you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. He funny. needs a. Car- she, it sounds like he needs a Carly and Evan in his life. Yeah. It was the craziest thing, and we're just sitting there, and of course, you know, I'm like shooting an Instagram story of the whole thing because it was so <laughs> oh, funny. And Evan and I are just silent. But then later I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to delete these ones of, like, people's faces. Because Mm -hmm. because at some point, you know, these parents are going to call Evan and be like, your kid is not allowed to play on the (laughs) soccer team anymore. So funny. I mean, it was nuts. Like, these parents, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally a soccer mom. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. You're learning the ways. (laughs) You know, Carly, we appreciate you coming on the podcast. And it just seems like... Between soccer season, the the addition of three kids into your life, a new husband and a baby on the way, you have all the material for a really great song to be written, and I think you're just the person to do it very soon. Um, Carly, we appreciate you coming on the Almost Famous podcast, telling us your story. We wish you the best of luck, and we will be calling you back as soon as this baby's born um, oh and God, making sure you. to distract you even more from the crazy life that you're now living. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Carly. So, <laughs> so Carly's really busy in the fall, and you know what happens in the fall? What? A new FabFitFun box. Oh um, my I'm gosh, telling you, we're right. com- <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? We're coming in the fall season. It's soccer season, like Carly said, and. While it's soccer season, everybody's running around all the time. You don't have a lot of time to go shopping for your your favorite goods, your favorite items. But I tell you one way you can get them, and that's with FabFitFun. Here's the deal. The seasonal fall box is out there. All the products in this box are full size. You're not getting your little samplers. No, this is the real deal. You get a, a girthy thing of lotion. You, you get a scarf. <laughs> girthy thing. You, you get a, your private gym bag. Can I talk about how comfy that scarf is? I mean, if you if you liked, if you liked it. It yeah. is so comfy. I decided to, I'm sleeping with it now in the regular. And it's worth $98. And it comes in a box that's going to be $39.99. That's not you. true. That's $49.99. Not when you use our code. Are you kidding me? Okay, here's the deal. So as Ashley said, most of the time when you buy these boxes, it's $49.99. The value inside these boxes are $200 plus. We're not kidding, right? In addition to all the stuff that we just talked about and, and the comfy scarf that Ashley loves, you also get one of Ashley's other favorite items, and that's hot and cold gel packs that she puts in her eyes. I just learned this about oh, her. Yes, yes. Yeah, you put them on your eyes, and it, it brings down the swelling or something. Yeah. So this, this box has a lot of value. We could go on and on about it. So if you'd like a FabFitFun box, if you don't want to pay $49.99, that's okay. Because if you use the code ALMOSTFAMOUS, you get $10 off your first box. So go to FabFitFun.com with the coupon code ALMOSTFAMOUS. You're only going to pay $39.99. That's a $200 value per box. It's worth it. Go do it. If you don't, you're going to waste your money on something else. So so just buy a box. (laughs) 
All right, you guys, we have one of the juiciest segments we've had on this podcast. We have a disguised caller, an anonymous caller, that has information on one of Ari's girls. Uh So we're going to get the dirt out of her, and I am so excited. All right, the caller's on line five. Her voice has been disguised. Bring her on. We'll call you Anonymous Girl. Hello, Anonymous Girl. Hi, how are you guys? So please tell us, who do you have information on? Can't say names. But, I mean, when the show airs, everybody's going to know who she is because she's, like, the youngest one. How, how young are we talking? That's what, that's what I'm asking. That's what I, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's 35, she's 23. Mm. Why? But she's ready for love. That's my point. And she was married last year and divorced within, like, six months. No. So, okay, so I know her from high school and college. I lived next to her um, in our college apartment. Um, We, like, run in the same group of people. Um, She, before she went on, she, I mean, she's been talking about being on The Bachelor for years. Like, that's just something she's always wanted to do. And so she made it very well known that she was going on to further her career and to become well known and be a part of like the bachelor franchise and she just wants people to know who she is and to become almost famous she wanted to become almost famous (laughs) exactly she wants to become almost famous so um like i know the type of person she is and she's whether she perceives herself as good or bad on the show i don't think she cares she just wants to be known do you think that um, she's going to get Ari's attention in a big way? Uh, yeah, probably. Like, I I was hoping that she would just kind of, like, be disguised and, like, fly under the radar and no one would really know who she was and she'd get kicked off super early. But, I mean, I know her better than that to know that she is going to, like, make herself known on this show. Here's my question for you. There's obviously some some feelings here from you that y- you don't think she's she's ready for this or she's not here for... Wait for it. The, the right, right reasons. reasons. Um, so am, am I r- correct in saying that or, or do you? Yeah. No, you're correct. You're de- definitely correct. I mean, for the fact that she was married and divorced within the past year, I just don't think that she should be trying like on a dating show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, Ari is 35. She's 23. I don't, I just don't like, he's really in this for love. It seems like, and she's, not i mean i think i think the 12 year age wait they're 12 year age difference i think the 12 year age difference is just fine but i think if it's between a 23 year old and a 35 year old there's a big life gap in there Mm -hmm. i think if they were 30 and 42 then that's no biggie yeah there's a big maturity difference and she has a marriage that lasted six months and her ex-husband's family is very wealthy and they're like prominent people from where we're from and so i think she married him more for his name than for him which is why i think it failed and i and i honestly i'm sitting here talking to you i have no clue who this is i don't even know who you are you're an anonymous caller that's what i know your name as i don't have any idea why they got a divorce you know marriages break and 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 tragedy happens all the time, and that, that's sad, and it stinks, and I, I hope that through that, good things can happen. However, it is uh, it brings up a topic we've talked about a lot on the show, is how much time do you take post-breakup to get back with somebody? 
Um, how is there a time period for healing? Um, I would imagine after a marriage, it's a little bit harder to heal than it is just after a normal breakup. It seems like this girl married for the wrong reasons. So I don't know if her post breakup um, like rest is going to be as long. Yeah, but as we don't know rest. that. I, I mean, know, maybe she really fine. loved this guy. You're you know, right. I know that they were high school sweethearts. So like, obviously they did. You know, like I'm sure they loved each other, and she's still like was trying to get in contact with him up until she left. And so I don't know, like, if anything happened there. But, I mean, I am married currently, and I know that if I got divorced, I would not, like, three months later decide to go and audition for The Bachelor to go and try and date someone who wants to get married. Like, you know, I you need, you need a healing – you need healing time. You need time for yourself to kind of figure out who you are without this person you just spent – so much time with and been committed to and i just don't think she took enough time i mean and the fact that she was like she wasn't hiding it she was being very open with people that she was going on to further her career and to become well known what does she want to do with her career i was gonna say i mean i've i did this if i would have done this to further my career now i'm sitting in a studio talking with ashley for a living this is uh <laughs> pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> big things have happened in my life yeah but yeah what kind of career does she want so she um, is a freelance model. She does like some modeling shoots here in Utah and where she's from. Um, and then she has like this photography business that, uh, I mean, it's just all local. So everything she does is just locally. So here's the all of our listeners out there. When Ari's show starts airing, we'll be looking now for the 23-year-old woman that gets out of the car with future social influencer as the job title under her name. Thank you, Anonymous Caller, for From coming Utah. on um, the Almost Famous Podcast with Ashley and I to speak um, about our new segment that will be airing once RE season starts, The Right Reasons Police. The investigation starts now. <laughs> hey, thank you for coming on. Thanks, guys. So this has been an interesting show so far. I've had a lot of fun with it. I love um, this show. It, it's helped pick up my, my spirits from a... A tragedy that really did kind of bring us down. I'm sure once we walk out of the studio, uh, the news will show and and life will, reality will start to sink in again. But it is good to take a few moments of our day to step away, laugh a little bit, and have a little fun. And one of my favorite callers of the day was Erica Rose. And Erica Rose is a self-proclaimed kicking or kissing, not kicking. I hope she's not kicking people. She's a kissing expert, and her advice was that she likes to touch the face, Sorry. which freaks me out because there's so much oil on your I hands know. that think it's on your face, and there's only one really good way to get rid of that oil. Oh, my gosh, and that is with BioClarity. <laughs> BioClarity is delivered straight to your door, and it is an easy, twice-daily, three-step system that is natural. That means there's no harsh chemicals. BioClarity helps maintain clear skin to make you feel confident and ready to take on your day. It's suitable for all skin types. It is dermatologist developed, tested, and recommended. It is 100% vegan, cruelty-free, gluten-free, and paraben-free. It's a three-step easy system. First, you're going to cleanse with a rich foaming facial cleanser that removes that gross dirt and oil yeah. and environmental pollutants that you're going to get if somebody touches your face while kissing. And then you're going to treat it. Um, this is going to penetrate your pores and attack the bacteria that will cause acne, and it's going to clear up your skin. And then you're going to restore. The Restore Gel leaves your skin feeling smooth and refreshed. Ain't that right, Ben? I, I love some fresh skin. I love myself feeling fresh. Uh, when I put BioClarity in my face, I've never felt more pretty. 
Oh, well, your skin is looking fantastic. Mm. Nobody must be touching that. Oh, Ashley, I'm blushing. Um, our listeners are going to get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That is a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you have to enter our code, which is FAMOUS. And they have new packaging, so it may not look like the same old BioClarity, but it is, and it just looks a lot prettier. So head over to BioClarity.com and use our code FAMOUS. If, you, if you've got how to spell FAMOUS, it's F-A-O. Oh, sorry. That's not how you spell FAMOUS. It's F-A-M-O-U-S. Hey, everybody. Uh, today has been a fun show. Um, go out. Support your local uh, blood banks. People need you. Do the small things to make a big difference. And and I also want to take a second here because this is a podcast that I do invest a, a lot of time in. I do have a lot of fun with. And I'm going to give uh, a little shout out to something that launched this week that I've been working on. It's called Generous International. We operate as Generous Coffee Company. Generous Coffee Company is an organization that we purchase coffee from third world countries. We export it into the United States. We package and we ship uh from different locations in the United States. And when we sell this coffee, and you can go to generousmovement.com to buy the coffee, all profits from the sale of coffee are going back to organizations in these third world countries that are investing in community development and sustainability plans. This is a, a passion project for me. It's one that I'm very excited about. Um, it's one that I feel called to. So if you drink coffee um, and you want to make a difference, if you want to be generous um, with the choices that you make in your consumption, then please go to generousmovement.com and buy a bunch of bags of coffee today. With that, we want to thank Erica Rose, Wells Adams, the twins, Emily and Haley, and Carly Waddell, soon to be Bass. <laughs> well, maybe already currently Bass, Bass, but you know. Uh, for coming on the show today. It was a it was a good way to take our minds off of a terrible tragedy. And like I said, please go to your local blood bank and and make a difference. And go check out those GoFundMe's. Next week, we're going to have Vinny, and we're going to find out who the heck he is, even though I totally know who he is. Um, but I have a lot of questions <laughs> but about he who does have a lot of He has a lot of questions about his soul. Hey, everybody. This has been the Almost Famous Podcast. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. And we appreciate We appreciate you, you so much. Oh, oh, oh. We really, really appreciate you. We thank you so much for all the kind and in, in not kind reviews that you've been giving to us lately. Um, the iTunes reviews have been just so wonderful, and we've been reading them all. And we just thank you from the bottom of our, our hearts. Like, we just don't understand how you guys like to listen to us, but we love that you do. I put a lot in on myself. I just got in there and started typing away. So. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, everybody. Love you. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.